Well, go Fightins indeed. They crank it up in a couple days. Spring training, but then they really crank it up when the regular season starts. Then they really crank it up when the postseason starts. Hopefully this year won't be another crash and burn. We uh, will take your reaction to the Dave Dombrowski interview. What stood out to you? Today's show sponsors the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You're in the zone. New users get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. Bet Parks, you must be 21 and in PA, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLE. All right, let's welcome longtime Phillies executive player, now broadcaster as well, and big part of our program, Mr. Ruben Amaro in the house. What's going on, Rube? We're getting close, boys. We are. We're getting close. I'm getting the itch. You, uh, you'll be heading down to spring training next week, right? I uh, not next week, but I'm going to be going early and then uh, covering some games early and nice. then uh, covering some, covering some games late. Good man. Yeah. So Dombrowski, you heard it. What stood out to you? We covered a lot of ground. What hit you? Well, I, I, I it was pretty clear that um, you know two things. One, he believes in pitching and defense. He knows that this this club um, offensively is a good enough club to be a contending team and a championship caliber club. He also made it pretty clear that defense matters mm-hmm. and um and i'm right with him i really believe that um i know that at the end of the year last year was the offense that that failed um and you know he addressed it i mean they they swung and missed at a lot of pitches and chased a lot of pitches but it was pretty clear to me that uh, they had a couple of goals in mind one was to make sure one decide whether or not harper was going to be playing for first base yep and then, you know, shoring up that uh, that rotation because I really think it's one of the best rotations in baseball as far as current depth. Now, my concern is that these guys don't have enough starting pitching depth in case people go down. And I, I say that, great starting five. But then beyond that, then you're talking about the possibility of having Strom and maybe a guy like Dylan Kobe or, you know, those types of, of names and that is a little concerning because you're just not going to have all right. five of those guys stay healthy all year long. I will say this, though, in a wor- and I agree with you, Ruben, but in a world where, you know, you'll hear everyone once in a while, anything in society, someone will say, oh, that's a first-world problem. What you're describing is a first-world problem. Oh, like, no question. Like, like, who's number six? You know what I mean? It's like, for the Dodgers and the, and, right. and, and the Texas Rangers. Like, you're not, in, you're not in bad shape. If you're like, hey, if someone gets injured, who's my sixth starter? No, and I, and I do, I, honestly, I, Christopher Sanchez is being undersold here. Is he better than Taiwan? Christopher Sanchez was really good last year. And I, if you would have told me two years ago that this guy would have become the pitcher that he is right now as far as being able to pitch, I mean, he was a thrower. How hard? No question about. It. How hard is it going to be for him to maintain? For him to show up this year and look like he didn't drop off from last season? I, it, it, they will. The teams will make adjustments against him, um, and uh, he's going to have to tighten up probably his breaking ball a little bit. But his sinker changeup combination was really good, and he didn't get rattled, and he kept the ball off the barrel, and he got outs and. I'll tell you, that's uh, that, that's important. I mean, people want the velocity and people. Well, when he was throwing 97 miles an hour, he was a, not a very good pitcher. Now he's throwing 92, 93, 94. He's spinning it. He's changing speeds. He's doing what you need to do to pitch. And I'm, I was really impressed by that. Hopefully he can continue to, to grow. James, number one thing that stood out to you from the interview, Dombrowski said, what is it? Wow. I, so I thought there was a lot. I thought it was a really fascinating interview where he, he really said a lot of things. 
I think if I had to pick, the, I mean, outside of the him admitting it was a quiet off season, which you know we didn't know what he would do. Not every executive would state it that way. Exactly. Yeah. So I thought for me the yeah. most interesting part was the way he answered the Bryce Harper contract question. Ain't get a and new deal. The way he was like, "Hey, Happy's here for the next eight <laughs> years. We love Bryce." I thought that was I thought that was really strong yeah. the way you went about that. Yeah, I agree. You I, twice said well, you don't always get what you want. Yeah, which I was really surprised by. Quote Mick Jagger. Yeah. You know? well, the reality is he there was no gun to Bryce Harper's no. head to sign the contract, and so we sort of had the same uh, thing with Jimmy Rollins a few years back. I remember where, that. You know, I mean, he was signed to a very good contract. He was making eight or nine or ten million dollars a year, and he won the world and he won the uh, World Series and was an MVP. And you're like. Is he upset? Well, I mean, listen, at the time, it was the right contract. That's one of the problems that we talk about all the time. Longer contracts, either the player's going to be pissed off or your or, or the organization not going to be very happy. That's because right. Of the production, but, but that's part of the deal. Hey, Rube, I, I have a, a hang-up with uh, one of his answers. The, the idea of not chasing, that they they did a bad job chasing through the zone they need to work on not chasing. How are they focusing on not chasing? And shouldn't, like, every team be focusing on not chasing? Like, I know it's a major issue when we strike out. I mean, that's why you're striking out most times. Yeah, what is interesting about that is that these in the past, you didn't necessarily have the tools to be able to work on that sort of thing. But there are so many different devices and machines and eye tests and things of that nature that you can do. And they and the Phillies have all that state-of-the-art stuff. I mean, you can simulate like an actual pitcher throwing and then throwing pitches out of the zone, in the zone. It, it's pretty amazing. And these are things that you can actually work on to train yourself to stay in the strike zone. Now, you know, can you apply that to the game? That's the question. Can you apply it to a situation where the heartbeat's starting to go faster and, and can you react to it properly? Right. But you can work on those things. And I think with experience, uh, a guy like Johan Rojas, for example, um, you know, he's, he wasn't going to come onto the scene and just be a great hitter. He's going he's gonna to have to take some time. It's an, it, it is a series of constant adjustments. Can he make those adjustments? They think so. I think he can. I think he's athletic enough to be able to do that. It just may make take more time than a guy like maybe Bryson Stott or a guy like Chase Utley or Jimmy Rollins when he got to the big leagues. Sometimes it, the adjustment's quicker. Sometimes it's slower. And uh, I, th- I think he can. But, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. Uh, your reaction to the Dombrowski interview, number one thing that stood out to you also, again, as we've been discussing through the show, Phillies offseason, a disappointment to you or not, where you stand on that. Plus, Adrian Wojnarowski on this, the NBA trade deadline day. What he said yesterday about the 76ers' possibilities today. We'll get to that and more. All the calls as well. 